Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Threepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. together it sure has i so, know right and then we have got our guest emeritus uh editor in chief <laughs> the big dog uh max max reaper the, the the man of man that does everything at the site max hey uh i hope you guys can hear me okay i'm getting over the flu which has just ravaged our family's home and we're just we're we're sick of it i'm ready for spring <laughs> he's sick Sick of getting sick. I, I get you. Okay. There's a flu reaper joke somewhere somewhere around there, but I I don't know how to make it. Yeah. Reaper R E A P E R. Yeah. We're, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let the listener decide. We only do high quality jokes. You know, we're talking <laughs> real research. This not it can't be Mitch Hedberg level. It's got to be you know really confusing. <laughs> Cook level. Uh, okay, so uh, it's still the off season. It's still February as we record this. Um, Spring training is very, very close. Pitchers and catchers, wait, pitchers and catchers have reported, but most position players have reported. I'm, I'm correct in that. Not they had their there. first, I think they had their first full workout today. Oh, okay. Because so I know there's video of Andrew McCutcheon hitting a home run off of Madison Bumgarner, so I figured, oh, okay, looks like everybody's there. Does anybody, can we confirm that, that everybody's there? The Royals, uh, they they had their first workout to, uh, yesterday, I believe. So okay. there are some position players in camp already. Yes, I've been watching like a hawk Getty and USA images because one of my favorite posts every year is doing the uh, best pictures from spring training photo uh, day. Yeah, because uh, they they take pictures of like everybody who's there, right? So even like the random people in camp who don't ever make the you know the roster, um, and then sometimes like they have these really funky setups with props and everything, which I I, I don't understand. But you they know. make they make them hold emojis oh, <laughs> and yeah, they're like yeah, tiny yeah. little trophies. That's it's right. Awesome. It's my it's one of my favorite articles every year. I've been watching like a hawk. That so I can tell you. Uh, real journalism here that the photo day has not happened yet. Ah. So yeah. I, I don't know how how much that impacts anything, but uh, should be soon. And I'm excited because they did the little trophies, not the the other two years ago, right? In yeah, 2016. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. I remember that. That Hosmer one gets a lot of play. The ladies love that. One, <laughs> Although I think it makes his hands look small. And you know what Trump says about people, you know, 
No problem. Anyways, all right. We're good. <laughs> no complaints. That's what Trump says. No complaints. He attacked my hands. Okay. Um, so we have had from our last podcast not much baseball maybe action is the word I'm looking for, but baseball content has happened at least. You know, games haven't started, but um, that doesn't stop the winter. The hot stove has gone from like a three to like maybe a five. Uh, we've had a couple signings. The most, maybe not, well, the most important to Royals fans, at least, um, is Eric Hosmer. He has a home. Max, uh, tell us about where Eric Hosmer's new home is, can you? So Eric Hosmer is going to be setting up shop in San Diego for eight years, at least, $144 million, although he does have an opt-out after five years. And it's kind of an interesting deal. First of all, I think the Padres are kind of in a, a surprise uh, suitor in the first place. I mean, mm-hmm. I think everyone was expecting the Red Sox or maybe the Yankees to be the primary suitors, but the Padres were kind of, from day one, the the team that was pursuing him the most, and um, which didn't make much sense because they're kind of rebuilding. But I guess they figure, you know, he'll be there to kind of accelerate that rebuild. Uh, and they've got, you know, one of the top-ranked farm systems. They've got some good young players. And uh, with Will Myers moving from first base to the outfield, uh you know, maybe Hosmer can kind of provide the stable force in that lineup that gets them to the next level like they did in Kansas City. Uh, interestingly, he's got that opt-out after five years, and they front-loaded the, the money. So yeah. he gets $100 million kind of in the first five years, which gives him more of a more of an incentive to opt-out, whereas like Ian Kennedy's contract is very back-loaded, so he has less of an incentive to opt-out. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, and then just it's kind of interesting, the Padres of all teams are pursuing him. I mean, they've never given out a deal that big before they're kind of been they've kind of operated as a small market team even though san diego is a pretty big city so i you know i was pretty surprised by it um but i i'm not surprised that hosmer went there i think yeah he went where he went where the, he was gonna get the best financial deal look he's a young guy from miami he's not gonna be that sentimental about kansas city especially since a lot of his bros are gone i mean kane's not here anymore mustakas mm-hmm. is probably not gonna be here next year um, it's not exact. It's not. It's not the same team as it was in 2015. So, um, yeah. I mean, I wish him the best of luck. I, I think I agree with a lot of the sentiments on our board that um, I'm, I'm all for Hosmer getting getting as much money as he can. Uh, and I also think it's probably a good idea for the Kansas City Royals to, to pass on that deal and 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 uh, go in a different direction. And uh, that's that's that looks like so, that's what that's what's going to happen. So, yeah, you good deal. Win win for everyone. You can't blame him. For, I mean, seriously, if he has to choose. There's got to, uh, there almost, I don't know if there's a way to calculate it, but if, if I was offered $100 million, $100 million to go to San Diego or like $120 million to go to like Kansas City, like, you know, spend the rest of my career there, San Diego is not too bad place to live, you know, for the next eight years. Especially if you're, weren't, if you're not from Kansas City. Like, it, yes. If for you, it'd be like yeah. San Diego or like Milwaukee. Like, which right. would you yeah. choose? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. I, but yeah, for people who aren't from here, but especially since he's from, like you said, Miami. So he's got... The only, the only attachment he has here is the six years he's been here. I mean, he's a transplant from, you know, the dang uh, East Coast. So, yeah, what was really weird about that deal was it was front-loaded, as you mentioned, which is just – it's in the J.D. Martinez deal uh, that he signed with the Red Sox 5-1-10, I think. Um, it's front-loaded, too. So it's it's very weird, an opt-out deal that's front-loaded. Um, like, if you look at Giancarlo Stanton's deal, that's heavily backloaded. Hayward's deal is backloaded. David Price's deal is heavily backloaded. So these things with opt-outs, usually you don't give them the, the front load and then the chance to get out of it. So, kind of weird. 
and, I, and I, that's that's been something I thought um, was would be a good strategy for years, but just because players get worse as they get older usually, yeah. and yet the contract goes the opposite direction. The contract usually gets bigger, right? So you end up with a crummy player getting paid, you know, a, a lot of you know a lot of your payroll going to one crummy player, and we're seeing that with Alex Gordon right now. Yeah. Um. So I, you know, at front loading, it makes a lot of sense to me. Problem is, of course, you know, teams usually in a pickle financially and they can't really squeeze in that contract uh for this year's payroll but they can kind of you know they can they can uh it's just just like washington you know you in uh, congress you know you kind of kick the can down the road and, and put a lot of the contract uh in, in subsequent years and, and worry about it later and eventually that you know that bill comes due uh, the Royals are going to find that out this year but uh yeah i think front loading is a really smart way to go to be honest it's good for the player and it's good for the team yeah, how old is Dayton? Dayton Glass or Dayton Glass? David Glass is eighty-two. <laughs> okay, I was thinking, like you mentioned, like uh, like Washington, or I'm thinking even like the Orioles or even the Tigers, where Illich was just so old that Illich was like, I don't care what 2019 looks like. He's like, I'm I'm probably going to be dead by 2019. So I wonder if the Royals didn't win a World Series in 15 or 16, if the Royals, uh, if Glasses, if Glass would be willing to spend more money going forward. If that kind of makes sense. He's already run it, won it. He doesn't have that incentive of the Illich incentive where he's like, you know what, I I, I just want to win. I don't I don't care because, you know, the money doesn't matter to me because five years from now I, I probably won't be alive. But I, I don't know if with Glass, if they didn't win the World Series, if Glass would have that same thing. I don't know. But he's also, uh, he gets a bad rap for being stingy. He's really not that stingy, but he's definitely not someone who, you know, is looking to spend all the money out of his pocket. I well, I think the bigger factor too. Well, I think the bigger factor too is that they spent a record amount of money the last two years and didn't didn't really get him anything. Yeah. So yeah, I think they, they probably saw like, hey, you know, there's there's you know diminished returns here. So yeah. why are we spending all this money? Yeah. Matt, what did you think of the Hosmer deal? I know you've got some thoughts. Yeah, I think it's. Um, I mean, I think it's a really good thing that the Royals didn't sign Hosmer. Um, you wrote about not that. because that. Just- Right, and not necessarily because, yeah, not necessarily because um, I think that it is obviously a bad deal. Look, here's the thing. Um, You know, Hosmer was worth four more last year, Um, and uh, he's not a guy who is, like, uh, maxed out. You know, there are still things that he can change in terms of his, you know, swing path and, uh, you know, elevation uh, of the balls. Um, you know, he can hit more fly balls and unlock more power. So it's not like he's a player that is, well, to put it this way, he's a young guy, but and he still has um, more potential. Um, and that's, you know, it's not super likely that he'll hit it, but it's there. You know, if he increases his, his launch angle, he's going to hit, you know, another 10, 15 home runs a year. Um, and that's a big deal. And that, if the Padres can get him to do that, um, you know, that's, that's a good thing. And I don't necessarily think that it's going to be a terrible deal. Um, Hosmer's inconsistent, but he's still super talented. So, you know, we'll see. But the, the thing, the reason why I think it's good that the Royals didn't sign him is because Hosmer uh, is uh, not going to be of any utility to them uh, over the length, you know, over the next five years. Uh, the Royals are going to be rebuilding. They don't need good players when they're rebuilding. And um, I'm actually writing about this about this now kind of a somewhat uh, comedy piece about like the Royals should just do stuff because they can, 
Uh, the Royals are going to be bad. You might as well just try stuff out. And paying Hosmer $20 million a year to be a good player on an awful team, we've already seen that with Mike Sweeney. Like, that, that doesn't get you anywhere. Um, it may be a little fun to watch, but nobody is sitting around thinking, man, remember Mike Sweeney in 2005 when he hit the walk-off home run that bumped the Royals' win total from 51 to 52? You know, mm-hmm. everybody's everybody's thinking about what happened yeah. over you know, the last couple of years. Um, and not signing Hosmer means that they've got um, payroll flexibility or as much payroll flexibility as possible when they're going to need it. Um, part of the problem um, or part, part of the, the good thing about rebuilding and clearing out payroll is that when guys come up, you can extend them to really big deals um, and still have money for it. You know, like with what the Royals did to Gordon and Granke um, and uh, Butler and du- and Duffy, you know, they had the money for that and they were able to extend um, those players. And I think really if you were to um, make the last five, six years even better, um, the Royals would have been more frugal with their payroll so that they could use more money towards Hosmer in instead of Kennedy, you know. Um, but that didn't happen, and Dayton Moore likes to fritter away money. So um, it's it's just a good thing for financials that Hosmer is not going to be paid $20 million a year yeah, uh, you, in five years. You mentioned the launch angle thing, and it's a funny thing I saw in Fangraphs is that someone said, uh, I'm going to get this quote wrong, but it was like a comment saying like, at the beginning of the year, Teams were like, people, teams said, hey, Eric, you could change your swing and we'll give you $200 million. And Eric was like, okay, but I cannot change my swing and get, you know, 140. So he said, you know what, I'm just not going to change my swing. <laughs> so I think that's, I think, I think, not that he didn't have incentive, not that he doesn't have incentive anymore, but I think it's still, it's now it's kind of like, uh, I mean, I, you know, he, he doesn't have much of an incentive right now to be like, Okay, I'm going to drastically change my whole approach. I mean, he can right. just basically go out there and just, I mean, have fun. Not have fun. You know, he's locked in. He's going to, he's very well taken care of for the remainder of his life and any children's children they have. So he doesn't yeah. have anything left to prove. He's yeah. won a World Series. Uh, he's won playoff games. Uh, he's been to multiple World Series. He's got his big contract. Like, he's done everything that, that you could want. So he doesn't necessarily have the, uh, you know, commitment or, or desire to do that, yeah. but it's there. Yeah. But at the same at the same time, it's there. Like Hosmer at his theoretical best does not that has not happened yet. So you know, and like and like I said, he was he has been a good player when he's been like on. Uh, we all know he's very streaky, but when he's been on, he's been a very good hitter. Um, and uh, despite hitting. Roughly, I might be off a little about uh, a little off here, but like eighty-five point seven percent of the balls to second base on the ground. Um, <laughs> despite that, he's been a very good hitter. Yeah, it's it's not eighty-five point seven; it's something like eighty-three, I think. Yeah, so it was pretty. Contract kind of overall was diff, not different, but it was kind of. I think everybody knew or felt pretty confident that he was going to be a Padre. You know, barring any last-minute like. A mystery team swooping in, which seemed very unlikely, more than most on mystery teams, I guess. Um, but, you know, I, I, yeah, once it signed, and I saw it, it, it was kind of late at night. I think it was like 10 o'clock or something on Saturday. Like, it wasn't like it was during the afternoon and everybody had time to talk about it all all day. It was like kind of later at night, and I remember just on MLB Trade Room, which was going, oh, okay, you know, I'm bored, I'll take a look. It goes, oh, 
okay, there it is. Uh, so, I don't know. It just, it was surprisingly unsurprising, right? That sound familiar? Oh, I'll be honest. I, I was a little surprised. I thought the Royals would, I thought the Royals had a probably 50% chance of keeping him. Hmm. Just because I thought they valued him more than anyone else. I thought, you know, the market says this, the Padres uh, are kind of a cheap, I mean, quite frankly, they're, they've yeah. been a cheap team in the past. Um, and and the Royals, you know, they have David Glass is their owner, but I think that Date Moore, you know, he's going to go fight for the mat, fight to the mat for Eric Hosmer because that's his kind of guy, and, and he feels like Hosmer can, can lead them through the rebuild. And I thought that the Royals would top any offer, uh, especially with the market being kind of down. I mean, $144 million is still a lot for the kind of player Eric Hosmer is, but I think that's probably – down than than what some people probably thought he was going to get. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but I don't know. Like uh, Sam Mellinger kind of laid out his theory, which is it sounded like it was. You know, I don't know much. He, I don't know how much of it was based on on fact or you know. Uh, but it, it was kind of his theory about how things laid out, how the Royals kind of how David Glass basically got cold feet uh, and and didn't really want. Uh, he wanted to move on from the Hosmer uh, era, I guess. I mean, how do you, Sean? I guess how do you think the the Royals played it, and how do you think do you think they do you think they wanted him back that badly, or, or, or I mean, do you believe the numbers thrown about? Yeah, didn't so like with Gordon. Okay, there's there's five different ways to think about it, but uh, you know, one they didn't they obviously didn't want Kane back, which Kane has all the exact same credentials as Hosmer. He's obviously just older, um, so I get that. Doesn't sound like they're interested in Mike Moustakis. All the same credentials as uh, Hosmer. Probably he's not coming back either. He'll be cheaper probably than Hosmer. And still, he's what, 29 instead of 28? No interest in him. Uh, you know, they do have an interest in El City Escobar for some reason. But outside of that, I don't think that they had any... They obviously only wanted to focus on Hosmer. They, I think that they were still like hoping he, they would get completely outbid. They were hoping for the Yankees, maybe the Red Sox, everybody to be like, oh, oh, okay, you know, we put in an offer and then you know we got beat. Nobody's going to blame them for getting beat by the Red Sox. Uh, right, right. But kind of like with Gordon, where Gordon was, I, I didn't think there was a sign Gordon at all. I figured he'd go to the Cubs uh, or any of the other or the Mets or anybody else that was kind of out, looking for an outfielder at that time. And then, like, the market just didn't appear, and so the Royals, it kind of fell into their lap in that sense to where, you know, they, they I think initially they put out, like, a, probably a low-ball bid, and then Gordon's like, well, obviously not, but then the market didn't really happen for Gordon, and so the Royals like, okay, well, we would be interested in this. You know, they kind of bumped up their offer. I don't know if they bumped up their offer with Hosmer, but I wouldn't be surprised if they put the offer out there and said, this is this is it, this is what we'll give you. You're either here with us or not. I know they said a lot of talking about how they prioritized him. They really wanted him back. But, I mean, in the end, I mean, I I don't believe, and I think the rumor got discredited too, that the Royals are going to offer $147 million or whatever it was because the team has never spent half of that, um, let alone, you know, would double that. So, no, I think that they put out an offer. I don't know if it got confirmed if it was $100 million or not. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was less than that. I think they put out a thing saying they put out an offer to say that they could put out an offer. If they fell into his lap, great, like with Gordon. Otherwise, I think they were going to move on in any any way. You know? 
I do wonder if proximity to uh, the spring training and the start of the season had anything to do with it. Um, because, you know, if, say, the whole offseason had moved faster, right, and this kind of, um, you know, speed of business, right, Martinez signed, Hosmer signed, if this was happening, like, in late December or mid-December, I wonder if the Royals might have come out on top. But yeah. by the time they got all the way to spring training, and, it, you know, it started, all the players are there, mostly, um, and, you know, this week the, they're all there. I, I wonder if Dayton Moore just, you know, sort of let the Padres have their prize yeah, sure. and just said, you know what, we're, we're here, it's it's time to move on. Yeah. You know, at, at some point you just can't keep pursuing something. And I I wonder if if this was, you know, at this stage of negotiations back in December, if the Royals would have continued to bid, but it's, it's you know, the season's in you know, a month and some change. It's, it's not... Uh, Right. It, it, it's not the not same, you know, they, yeah. they've got to make a decision whether or not to rebuild. And it yeah. looks like they decided to rebuild. And that basically means that Hosmer was, was on, was a Padre, yeah. which is weird, weird to say. I feel that feels wrong. A Padre, but I guess that's, that's correct. Did they, Padre? did they, um, uh, did they say that they were going to trade anybody? I thought I could have sworn I heard that they were considering offers on, on Merrifield? No? Am I making that up? They don't shop I, players, according to uh, more. So. Yeah, yeah. I forgot uh, that they don't try to get a good deal. For, uh, that's right. I, my bad. Uh, I'd heard, I think Jeff Passan may have written that they um, they did have some pretty serious discussions with uh, Houston uh, oh. about Danny Duffy before oh. they acquired Garrett Cole. Okay. And, I mean, there's been rumors about the the Brewers and the Phillies chasing him. Okay. Uh, Merrifield, I don't, I don't think I've really heard any substantive rumors about him. Some people have connected him to the Brewers, but I don't yeah, think I've. There was a seen Brewers any... one a few days ago because I remember looking. I remember tweeting about it. So yeah, there was recently something about the Brewers and Duffy. That's right. Okay. Um, because people were talking about them getting Keston Hura back, and I mean, I fainted thinking about Keston Hura being a Royal. Um, but you know, I. I needed some alone time. Uh, <laughs> well, I, that was for that would be for Duffy though, not Merrifield, would it? No, Duffy. Yeah, that, I'm sorry. That's what that's what I was referring to. Kind of what your last comment was. That's right. Um, uh, gotcha. Okay, so I know we've all questioned the rebuild. It just time remains to see. It does sound like they're not gonna, uh, you know, they're gonna. They they've kind of said for the past few months that they knew that six or that eighteen was going to be a little rough. But now it's like it sounds like they're like yeah it's gonna really be rough you know. So who do you who do you guys think will be starting at first base on opening day? Uh, like, Chester, if you had to predict right now. Oh, Chester Cuthbert would be my guess. No, no, uh, uh, Hunter Dozier. I don't know why I said Cuthbert Dozier. It's uh, <laughs> uh, your your subconscious is trying to assert yeah. itself. You want Cuthbert to start first base. Yes, because Dozier should be third. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I probably agree with you. It, it'll probably be Dozier. Now that nobody's blocking him, and it felt specifically with Dozier that they didn't really like him at third base, and they didn't like him at right field, and they you know moved him off as short stop after they drafted him. And yeah. They just uh, yeah. The, that that's another story. Um, but first base just seems to be he seems to fit their their uh, physical. Um, 
checklist for for first base. You know, he's he's as big as Hosmer is. Um, he's a righty instead of a lefty, but you know, I I, I think that he looks more like a first baseman, so that's what he's going to play. Yeah, Ohan would have to have like a really good, um, whatever, a really good spring training to even get in the conversation. And Duenez, uh, yeah, Duenez isn't even has, hasn't even hit Triple A. So, or wait, I don't. He has very little upper upper minor league Triple A experience. If I don't think he made. Hold on, now I got to look. I'm driving my no, he's in, he was in Double A last Double A. That's I was ninety nine percent sure. Yeah, I thought maybe yeah. he got a, like a late call up to Triple A. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. I think I think I think all the minor league guys are probably a year away, and, and because Dozier missed so much time last year, I think they're going to want to start him in the minors as well. So I yeah. I think they're going to bring in someone. Okay. On like a one-year stopgap, and I think it's going to be Lucas Duda, Ooh. Mike Jacobs, yeah. <laughs> Mike Jacobs if he's available. <laughs> but I, think, I think Lucas Duda, who's kind of a not, I guess he's, he walks a lot more than uh, Jacobs did, but low average, poor defender, but we'll hit some bombs for you. I think that's that's what we're gonna we're gonna have this year. And they basically said no to Logan Morrison, I think, right? Even though it would be a clear fit. They they they've said no to him. I think basically. Well, clear fit, clear fit. Except that he's probably going to ask for two, two or three years, and right. and then you trade ten million dollars per year. That's <laughs> so what I'm saying. I don't think they want to. I don't think they want to put that in their budget. So I think yeah. someone like Dude, I think you could sign up for like one, one year, five, six, seven million dollars maybe. Yeah, I guess so. It's so the free agents are Duda, Lind, Tyler Moore, Napoli, Morrison, Mark Reynolds, and Danny Valencia. I'm gonna go. They've already had Danny Valencia. I'm going to go Mark Reynolds, actually. Yeah, Reynolds would be – I think that's another that's the other uh, possibility. Yeah, I think you know, there's also a possibility that it gets towards the end of camp and someone doesn't have – someone has a first baseman that is out of options. Oh, yeah. And they trade him to the Royals for, you know, some 26-year-old Ryan Sheely clone, someone like that. Um, that's that's possible as well. Peter and actually, Bryant's I think, I think that would that, be preferable, I think. Just, just, you know, he may not be any good, but just try him out and see what you got. Without looking, more career war, Fangraphs war, Eric Hosmer or Mark Reynolds? Oh, Reynolds, probably. He's He's been around for a while. Matt? Uh, I'll go with Hosmer. Hosmer, 9.9. Reynolds, 10.9. One one more win. That's mm. that's pretty close. Yeah. That's uh, that's within air bars yeah, almost. Yeah, I'll give you that one. It's, it's a push, but anyways. Um... All right, well, so we know one spring trading, maybe not, uh, it was a, it still is a mystery. Uh, the Royals should have had a clear shortstop, a clear name for shortstop for 2018. They brought in Alcides Escobar, which now means that Raul Mondesi is not going to be the opening day shortstop, but then he might be the opening day second baseman, even though the Royals' best player last year was oh well I guess second best player last year uh, was the second baseman and so then maybe Monacy will be a center fielder um, but Monacy has played very very little outfield um, at, at anywhere uh, what are we doing here what's what what is going on with this and we talked about this in the rumblings the other day this isn't the first time the Royals have kind of mishandled maybe it's too hard of a word but kind of done some odder things with prospects am I right yeah, I I just wrote about this last week. Uh, Montezzi is their their handling of Montezzi is just so bizarre because he made his major league debut at the age of twenty, like he just turned twenty, 
in the World Series as a pinch hitter, which ended as you would you imagine it would end. Oh, yeah. end striking out hilariously. But so they liked him enough to put him at to keep him as like a guy that they could pinch run or use at second base should Ben Zobrist have to have to leave because uh, at the time his wife was was pregnant. Um, turns out that she didn't have the baby and everything worked out. But Mondesi was their choice for for you know that twenty fifth man, not somebody else who had more infield experience. Mondesi, they liked him enough to yeah. give him his debut in the World Series, and then the next year, you know, they, they he played a bunch of time and then um you know some some minors as well and then you know last year uh they started him as the second baseman and then you know he faltered and then they sent him back and then he actually did really well in triple a um and so after you know pretty much a full year he did well in triple a in september they just like uh, he is like a, a i don't know just like he did something wrong or he he stepped on Nadeau's shoe or something, and they didn't even play him in September. Um, and now they don't want him to do shortstop, which is where his natural position is. But second base is probably maybe not the, the best thing. But they also don't want him in outfield either. Um, he's not good enough a hitter to be designated hitter, you know. And yeah. they, First base is open, but they didn't want to do it there. I, like, I, I have no idea what they think of him. They used to love him. Now they don't. And he's older, and if you're not going to use him, just trade him. He's got value, trade value that way. I, I just, I don't get it. I yeah. do not understand. And Fangraphs, Eric Longenhang and Fangraphs wrote about this, or Kylie McDaniel, one of the two, wrote about um, just that about trading Ronald Monesey because it's pretty clear that the Royals don't have an idea of what they're going to do with him yet. Uh, he's running out of options, uh, and that, yeah, I mean, he, his value. Yes, his value could get higher, but, I mean, he's got to play for his value to get higher. And his value has really done nothing but go down since he's basically made, the you know, in his Major League debut uh, with, you know, kind of how bad he's been against Major League pitching. So, I mean, he might be someone that, I wouldn't say you, you sell low on him necessarily, but selling him now is a nice kind of risk mitigation where... Yeah, you could play him, you know, for a thousand plate appearances over the next few years, really set him at shortstop and see, but what we've seen so far hasn't been encouraging at all, and now they're asking him to do a million things, you know, they're asking him to play second or short or center, um, and whether that's in the majors or in the minors is unknown, so, I mean, it might make sense to, if you're not going to play him, trade him. I mean, his value isn't going to go up by not playing him. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, I think it was Eric Longenhagen, and he kind of um, suggested that oh, yeah. there are some scouts that were less than enamored with yeah. Montesi's attitude when he was rehabbing from his uh, banned substance suspension in two thousand uh, was it sixteen? Uh, yeah. And and so like, so look, I I shared some of the outrage at first when we signed Escobar, and that's kind of subsided, and I. I don't know. I, I think it's kind of overblown now at this point. I think, okay, so Montessi, I think if I were running the team, he'd, he'd be a shortstop. But if they do have concerns about his attitude, it's probably not the worst thing in the world to maybe give him a little kick in the pants in spring training and say, hey, look, you got to earn a job at the major league level. And if he goes to the minors, 
in plays every day in Omaha this year for at least the first couple of months. Uh, I don't think that's I don't think there's anything wrong with that. He's only 22 years old. He's not close to running out of options. He's not out of options this year. Um, you know, it, it, it helps us. I guess the game's a service time. Well, I guess there's no service time to be game, but um, but you know, there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with overseasoning a guy like that yeah. uh, for a little bit. Um, now, if he if he does make the team. Uh, that's that's good, I suppose. Uh, and I don't. And, and, and I guess he would play second base. Uh, and Merrifield would probably move all over the field. And look, they love Merrifield. They're gonna find playing time for him. And he'll play left field. He'll play right field. He'll play first base. You may even see him in center field. Uh, in a season that's probably gonna be a pretty stinker of a season anyway. What's the point? <laughs> like, who yeah. cares? Like. Uh, and, and you know, showing that positional versatility for Whit Merrifield, maybe that even entices a contender that uh, is like, oh man, we have a guy at second base, but you know, we'd still be interested in Merrifield. You know, kind of like when the Royals had Zobrist. You know, like, oh, we could really use a guy that can plug in a lot of possessions. So maybe that's more enticing. So I think, look, they have this organization has their favorites, and Montesi is one of their favorites. Like he, that that that's why they rushed him up here. Now, maybe he's fallen out of favor a little bit because maybe his attitude or maybe his performance, but they still believe in the skills, I think, and they, they see that speed. And he is tremendous speed yeah. and really good power for a middle infielder. And um, so I think I still think he's part of the future, and I think they'll end up – he's going to get some playing time this year, uh, and he'll play regularly. And we'll have to see if it's at Omaha or, or Kansas City. But, you know, I, I think a lot of the – the outrage over the Escobar signings because people don't want to see Alcides yeah. Escobar hitting oh, in 162 yeah. games. But look, if you're tanking, what better player to sign <laughs> than Alcides Escobar? I mean, yeah. he really. I mean, like, I'm I'm kind of joking, but I'm kind of not. Like, you know, Sam Ellinger wrote the other day that signing Eric Cosmer is bad for the rebuild because he makes you better. That worsens your draft position. Well, Alcides Escobar makes you worse, right. which uh, improves your draft position. So. I don't know. I'm not that. I'm not that upset about it anymore. I think it. I think well, if 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 he is getting mishandled in April, if he's sitting on the bench in Kansas City and not playing, then that then I'll get worried. Then I th- I'll think that there's a problem. Then, but until then, I think I'm just gonna see how, how everything plays out. Yeah, because I mean, certainly he could roll out of spring training as the opening day something, um, and I, I I guess it's not out of the realm of possibilities that he's the opening day shortstop if Escobar has a bad spring or has an injury and then Monacy starts and they go, okay, we're just going to stick with Monacy the rest of the way. You know, it, it's not completely ruled out, I suppose. So, one more thing here. Um, Pakoda is out. Pakoda is, again, not a fan of the Royals. I think it was 62 wins. Um, do we know? 66. 66. 66. Yeah. Well, I was way low. Uh, okay, 66 wins. So, Which is about as low as Pakoda gets. Like 60, yeah. I think the Marlins had 64. Like yeah. Generally, Pakoda doesn't predict outlier um, win totals on the high side or the low side. Although this year, it kind of got close. I mean, usually they don't ever predict anyone for 100 wins or 100 losses. And this year, they got pretty close. Yeah. 20 wins. That would be 20 wins. Of, well, 22 wins above a replacement level team. So basically mm-hmm. 10 offensive wins, 10 defensive wins, or, you know, 10 pitching wins. You could combine them together. That's, that's very, very, <laughs> it's very, very bad. Um, so 
let's play a little over under. I compiled some over unders for Prakota. Um and we can just officially choose here now. Don't you know, put too much research into it here, but um I also tweeted On this record. Out huh? On record. Like On record, it. yes. But it is this is gonna be held to it. Um our our listeners expect a lot from us. Uh okay, so sixty six and a half for the over under. What are we doing for the win? I'm oh. taking the under. I'll go under. Wow. I think okay. they're gonna be I can think of, I think they're gonna be really, really bad this year. <laughs> I I think I think over I think they could win seventy games. Um, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the slight over. I'm gonna say like sixty eight. It'd be my guess. Maybe seventy. Depends on if they go if they don't go full sell off, I'm gonna say like yeah, seventy wins, seventy two. If they do trade away Duffy and Perez and Merrifield, uh, 66 sounds good. But I'll go 68. I'll split the middle. Um, wasn't there, their Pythag last year was like 72 and 90, though, wasn't it? I mean, and they lost their three of the top four hitters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, five of their top eight pitchers by by war. Yeah. So that's – and then and what's coming up? You know, like who would you – and we can, I guess we'll go more to individual performances in a minute. But, like, there's not a lot of guys that I'm expecting, like, are going to be better than they were last year. So. Yeah, 72-90, exactly, was the Python. Now, yeah. what, I, what I will say is that Pakoda has predicted uh, a number that is under what the Royals have achieved for eight consecutive seasons. Yeah. But, so yeah. just judging like by – Two wins, though. You know, that's pretty good. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it is pretty good, but like traditionally, even just a little bit, I sixty six. That just feels really, really low to me. It's very low. Um, yeah. So it, I, I think over. It's the Philly, and the Phillies were like, "Listen, we're gonna full on try and suck," and that's how many games the Phillies won uh, last year, sixty six. Uh, uh, the Royals' base run record last year was uh, seventy two and ninety, right up there with their Pythag. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's, I, I get your point, Max. Yeah. I do think they're going to be bad. 66 wins is pretty bad. Um, uh, but if anybody can suck, it's, we know the Royals have that ability to do it. Um, okay. Yeah, and some people, some people made the point too, like, Hey, I remember the 66 win Royals and oh, yeah. you know, that, that pitching was just an absolute mess. And I mean, yeah, there's, there's, there's some to that, but it's also a different, you know, offensive era a little bit, you know, yeah. like. I mean, Ian Kennedy and Jason Hamill could get ground up. I mean, they they could, their their careers could be over. You know, if they have a really bad year. So yeah. I, you know, guys guys can fall off a cliff pretty pretty quickly. And uh, don't I don't see say, a lot of good yeah. Don't ever say it can't get worse. Is that what right. you're saying? <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, let's go with Whit Merrifield, ten and a half home runs, over or under. I'll take the over. I'm I'm actually I'm buying in on his uh, his power. I think it's it's I think it's legit. Let's see how many did he have last year. Nineteen. I think. I'm gonna go under, um, and this is partly because I a whole big part of the home run spike was due to the ball, um, and I, I think at this point with all the research that's happened, like it's it's pretty clear that the ball was different. You know, um, I something in me says that they're gonna try to correct for that. And maybe overcorrect a little bit, so I'm gonna guess under. Someone... Did uh, Jeff? Yeah, yeah Jeff Zimmerman tweeted. Yeah, I, I think you were you talking about Jeff Zimmerman. Yep. yep. Yeah, go ahead. I because I oh, uh, someone said that they're about Jeff Zimmerman. 
um, I'm, I'm, I might get this wrong, Max, so follow up, but that they were they were running out of those juice balls. The, the MLB fixed it, and so they're now issuing the kind of fixed balls, and they're going to be, so like the second half, I think is what Jeff said, that the second half of the season will be the, a more normal ball. Is that about what you were thinking, Max? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know, like, if that's been proven or anything like that. Just yeah. like, but I think he was theorizing that in the first half you'll see home runs uh, rates at last year's levels, but then they'll tail off in the second half. But we'll see. Yeah. Merrifield has just never hit more than ten home runs in a season until this year. So I'm, I'm under. No, I'm with you. I definitely think it's nice juice ball. Uh, that nice time for him to be up. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to say the same. I'm uh, actually. I'm going to take the slide over to, I'm going to say like 11 or 12, but I'll take the over on that one. Um, okay, how about, let's see. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Drew Butera, two and a half home runs. Under. Under. Uh, Wait, home runs home runs hit or home runs allowed? Home runs hit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I figure he's going to get some pitching opportunities this year. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to go, I'm going to go over on that one. How about Alcides Escobar games played 154 and a half over over yeah over. <laughs> that's that's guaranteed come on uh, I don't know I, I'm gonna take the under I'm gonna go under on that one I I'll, I, <laughs> I think that's uh, you're just wishing wishing that away yeah, I mean yeah. he's gonna want to he has he still has the game started streak right yeah I guess that's yes it's, that will continue yes. until it it doesn't and if it if he doesn't get injured, dot, dot, his, dot. his his leg would have to fall off for him not to start. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. Like, he, they're not taking him out of the lineup. <laughs> Max is so you know, sure you right know, hitter too. Yeah, right. guarantee it. Oh, I guarantee it. It is. It is. Um, what's the today's date? The twentieth of February. I'm saying right now that the leadoff hitter will be Alcides Escobar opening. You, you want to make some money? Go to Vegas right now. Go out and take take the over on 154 games played by LCD's Escobar. Put your life savings on it. Mortgage your house, free money. Nice. Do it. Put uh, your kid, college savings on that. How about how about um, Perez? That's how about Perez games played. 151 and a half. Under. Under. How many did he yeah. play last year? Like 145? It was his lowest. Last year was his lowest since his first year. Oh, I think. 129. 129, yeah, because he was hurt. Okay. So yeah. I guess this doesn't play into it. But if he isn't hurt, this is this doesn't count. But if he isn't hurt, how many games do you have him playing? I, I do think they'll rest him more just because the stakes are lower. Like they were just playing because they were in a pennant race all the time and they felt like they couldn't rest him. Now I think they know like, hey, look. We're not. We stink this year. We're not going to contend. We need to rest him because in a couple of years maybe we will contend. And we need him. We need him healthy then. So they'll rest him more this year, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, Paulo Orlando triples four and a half. Under. Uh, I would take zero. Yeah. I, I don't think he's going to be on the team. Okay. How about like uh, to start the year or? Yeah. He'll... I don't know. He may not like. Oh, he'll be there to start he... the year. I think. Yeah. Oh well, I mean we'll see. I mean, I think a lot of options. They've got Starling, who they you know if he has a good spring, he could. Yeah, yeah. it's not a given. I don't think. And I think, I think he, I think he could be DFA'd by Memorial Day. But... I'd say huh. under because he plays Day. a dozen games. Huh. Yeah. Does okay. I'd, I'd put his Orlando's games played in the Kansas City Royals uniform at like twelve. <laughs> yeah. All right. Poor um, Paulo. 
Okay, how about, uh, speaking of Starling, 19 and a half games played. MLB games played. Over. Yeah. I'll go over on that. I will as well. Okay. I think... I think he'll get a chance. I think he gets off, if he gets off to a, even a decent start and they don't have a, a really good option in the center, yeah, he'll play. Okay. He'll get called up. I, I think I'll take the over as well. Um, Cam Gallagher, RBIs, prorated to 500 plate appearances. So we have not that 500, but prorated to that. 51 and a half. RBI, huh? <laughs> Who's he, he going to drive in? Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, he's is, this, is, is this only on Sonic Slam innings? or mm. <laughs> 51.5. Yeah, so, I mean, if he gets 250 plate appearances, so we'll just call that, uh, yeah, two and a half. So it'd be 20. 20 on 250 plate appearances. He's had 20 RBI. I, I'm going to take... Nah, if they rest Perez more, obviously they'll have more Gallagher. Well, no, because you've got Butera. I'm going to take the under. Under on that one. What do you think? I uh, I would rather see Gallagher rather than Butera. Um, he's somebody who could be a cromulent player. So, I mean, he was 24 last year, right? Yeah. Okay. How about uh, last one for the hitters? Uh Actually, the last two. Salvador Perez's walk rate, 3.5%. Under. You'll, you'll notice I said under before. Yes. Any number. Matt, I'll uh, take over because uh, he's there's, no one's going to pitch to him. And, yeah, he swings at everything. But, man, there's got to be a point where, like, you're, you know, man, they're not giving me anything to hit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to stand here at the bat. Oh. I'm going uh, to take over as well on that one. Um, and then how about Alcides Escobar's walk percentage, 3.7? Well, under. I'll take under, yeah. He's going to be swinging the about uh What about it? What do they have for Jorge Soler's home run? Oh, uh, 24 and a half. I will take the under. Uh, yeah, I'm a big Soler fan, but that seems like a lot. Depends um, on how juiced the ball is. Yeah, I'll take the under on that. Yeah, Matt? I still, I still believe in him, but that's a lot. Push. You know, every year he's, he's been projected basically 24 home runs has never hit it. So, Pakoda, yeah. Pakoda's high on Soler for the most part, but he, they've been that high for years. Okay, uh, so pitching side. Uh, Danny Duffy, 137 MLB innings. Over. Over. Ooh, I'm going to I'm gonna take the under on that one. Uh, how many innings did he pitch last year? Let me see real quick. 146. Ah, how, okay. many, how many did you say? How many? One, was it 130? 137. No, he's basically done that for the last four years in yeah, a row. Yeah, I'll take the over. He, I thought he, he almost missed it in yeah. 15. If it, was high, if it was like 150, I'll take the under. But yeah, 137, I'll take the over. Um, how about uh, Ian Kennedy, 180 innings? Uh, over. Oh. I'm going to take the under. I, I think I'm going to take the under. I think he could lose his rotation spot if that's, he's that's well. Say, yeah. God, he's making so much money though. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I, I'll t- I'll take the under just because he's kind of old and he was hurt a little bit last year, and guys don't recover from injuries at that age also well. Yeah. Okay. Um. How about ooh, Kyle? All right. Kyle. So there's two Kyle Zimmer ones. Kyle Zimmer MLB innings pitch twenty five point. 26. I don't know why I put 25 points. 26. <laughs> That's a hard under, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. How about this though? I, I wait, wait, wait. Yeah. 
How about this? MLB innings pitched five under or over? Uh, I'll take the over. <laughs> See, uh, I want to believe. Um, I'll say over just to be nice, but you got man, the under. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I he has had so many different injuries, and I think that's I, at some at some point some of it has to be you know uh, the mental part of it. Mm. I. It's just too many injuries. Like, how, many, how how long is the list of players who had debilitating injuries for years and then suddenly, you know, became uh, not injured enough to be? Yeah. Well, it it, it goes the other way around. Teams are still players paying are Brett good, Anderson. Somehow, Brett Anderson <laughs> has had has lucked in not lucked into, but in in uh, it's amazing how much money Brett Anderson has made in his career. Based off, the, I need to go money divided by innings pitched because Anderson has pitched in the major leagues a total of 741 innings, and he has made uh, 50 million dollars yeah. for 700 <laughs> innings. So, so, anyways, that's a lot of money for a guy. But that's what I'm saying is that I don't know. Anyways, okay. Uh, so another one for Kyle Zimmer, weirder one. Dakota uh, predicted him to have one win. One and a half win is what I put over under. Uh, what do you guys got? Under. Man, I'm uh, under as well. Or? Well, here's the thing: is I think this, the reason why I put it at five is I think they'll bring him in for a couple of relief appearances, and then he'll his arm will do what his arm does, and that that will be the end of his world's career. But I think he might just pitch right might and get a win, win or two. Right, right, right. That's what I said. I say, I'm gonna say over. But I'm going to say he gets under five innings pitched. And I know that sounds weird, but reliever win loss yeah. stats are, are dumb. So right. they're not going to win that many. Ga- they're not going to win that many games to begin with. Right. Let alone Kyle Zimmer opportunity wins. I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah I guess that's true. Uh, Sixty-seven thousand dollars per inning for Brett Anderson, by the way. Um, okay. All right. So Kelvin Herrera, twenty-five and a half saves over under. Under. Uh, I'll take. I'll, I'll take over on that. Um, even closers on bad uh, teams get. 25, 30 saves. And I think he'll get traded. If he gets 20 saves by, or he, got, he gets off to a good start, he'll he'll get traded. No, yeah. Under, because he'll get traded. Okay. Uh, Herrera blown saves, four and a half. Under. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say over. Mm, I'll, t- I'll take under. I think last year was kind of fluky. Okay. How about Brandon Maurer? Brandon Maurer, I can't say. Anyways, Brandon Maurer saves, three and a half. Uh, over just because he could take over with Herrera. It's yeah. traded or it's falters. I'm gonna say over. Yeah, I'm also gonna say over. Um, he got two saves in 20 innings last year. Okay, and That's was very bad. Yeah. So. Okay. Over. Hey, hey, uh, kudos to Maurer too for having the uh, the uh, nerve to ask for 3.5 yes. million dollars in arbitration and taking rate, the Royals yeah. to their hearing. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, losing his arbitration case. Like, hey, I mean, hey. far be it for me to deny someone asking for more money when they've done a terrible job. But, uh, you know, good for him. How about blown saves? Four and a half for him. I'm going to say uh, I'm gonna say over on that one. Oh, too. over. Yeah. Over, yeah. Yeah. Because he, he can rack those up as a middle reliever. Yeah. 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 It's easier he to give you our new story. Under. I'm going to say under. Under. Okay. Um, all right. So last couple here. Uh Herrera's ERA, 3.9. I'm going to say over. Under. 
I'll say under. Back. I think, yeah, I think it'll bounce back too. This seems like a no-brainer, but Duffy's ERA, 4.4. 4. <laughs> under. 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 Yeah, I'll say under too. Uh, Dakota's really, uh, always really super high on uh, starting pitching ERA for the Royals. I think just because of the defense or, yeah. I don't know what, it, they always seem really super high on, on Yeah, that. and maybe, I mean, most, a lot of the Royals pitchers in the past have been like pitch to contact kind of guys. But Duffy's not yeah. necessarily that, you know. But well, Duffy is actually. Duffy does give up a lot of contact, but he strikes out guys. I should say. Does uh, Salvi's framing projections have anything to do with that? Because I know they hate his framing projections. I don't think so. No, because I don't think that when they when they project a pitcher, they look at his catcher. I don't think they do that. I, okay. I would think it's just agnostic of the rest of their team. Um, All right. Okay. Oh, one more. Uh, Trevor Oaks, thirty-one MLB innings over or under. I'll take over. I'll take over, too. I think he's got an outside chance of yeah. making the rotation to begin the year. But, yeah, he'll probably be up pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I, I forgot who Trevor Oaks was. I know. I need to see how many innings. Um, who's been a random Royal? How many innings did Aaron Brooks get for the Royals? That's going to be my baseline. How many did you say for, for 31. Oaks? Aaron Brooks... God. Okay, sure, over. You said over? Okay. Yeah, why not? Brooks got six, yeah. seven innings. Okay, so way off on Brooks. So yeah, I'll take I'll take the over as well. But it, he seems and like an think, Aaron Brooks kind of guy. If you if you think like most relievers get sixty or seventy innings who are healthy, you know that just means like half the year that he's that he's there. So oh, and then he'll be a start. You're talking Trevor Oaks, right? Right. Okay. All right. I mean, like, relievers get 60 or 70. If he starts, you know, just a couple of games, he'll, he'll, get, he'll get there. So Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? All right. One, I'm sorry. One last one, I promise. Uh, Alex Gordon home runs 15 and a half. Uh, under. I'm not, I'm not uh, buying in on the comeback, Yeah, I am also going to say under, unless he got a new hamstring or whatever the excuse is. <laughs> he consumed a new fitness trailer. Um, but that's that's how he, he stays in shape. He just consumes fitness trainers and takes their energy. <laughs> like um, their energy, yeah. Yeah, under. Oh, sure. yeah. yeah. I think I think he will bounce back, um, but I don't think it will be with home runs. Yeah. I he, think he can he can still put up pretty pretty good, very good defensive numbers if he even bounces back his walk rate and. Average bounce back a little bit. He could be almost average hitter. You know, I, th- I think he, he could bounce back, but not hit that many home runs. He had 17 in 2016 and then nine last year. So the, the code is going to take in almost the middle on that one. Okay. All right, cool. All right, well, that's over under. Um, we'll have to look back. Okay, guys, what else do we have? Anything else we have pressing news? I would imagine we'll have another podcast coming here in a uh, week or a few weeks, but anything else we missed? Anything want to be brought I- up? I just want to know who's in the best shape of their lives. I'm not doing that. Jorge Soler. Yeah, Jorge Soler. Jorge Soler. Soler. Yes. He lost 20 pounds, man. He's in the best shape of his life. Yep, that always worked. <laughs> the guys got worse is what I, what my little semi-study last year looked at it. They all performed, not all, but the majority of them performed worse. Um, what? Well, so. It was refreshing to see uh, jo- the Joey Votto story this uh, week that he actually decided to get fatter. <laughs> to gain weight. Right. He yeah, had... and I'm like, man, I... I I've been doing that for years. <laughs> well, he's getting paid a lot more to gain weight than most of us. Yeah. So that's yeah. pretty nice of him. Okay. 
All right. Well, that sounds like we are uh, a full lid, as C.J. Craig would say, on the West Wing. Um, <laughs> see, I'm telling you, West Wing is, is all I've got. The last thing I'm hanging on to in this world. Uh, so I am your usual host, Sean Newkirk. You can find me on Twitter, uh, Sean Core, S-H-A-U-N-C-O-R-E. Um, we've got Matthew Lamar. Uh, Matthew, thank you for joining us. Of course. I'm on Twitter at Lamar underscore Matt. I was going to give Matt sh- Matt's Twitter shout out. I didn't want anybody to think I was selfish, but I was going to. Um, <laughs> and then we've got our guest emeritus, uh, Max. Max, thank you for joining tonight as well. And what's your, hey, Thanks for having me. What's your tweet? Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at... M-A-X-R-I-E-P-E-R, Max Reaper. Or if you go to the Royals Review Twitter, his handle is right there. Tweets by Max. Everything he, everything on there is endorsed by Max. Legally, he endorses it. So anything that gets <laughs> tweeted, it's the full power of the law from Max. Yeah, that means even if I tweet something, yeah. like I did the other day, yes. Max actually did <laughs> that it. Is all if, it's class, if it's classical music, then you could probably tell it's <laughs> Okay, perfect. All right, guys. Uh, thank everybody for joining us. Thanks for listening. Uh, we have more Royal stuff coming. The season's about to get started, so the real content starts. Um, and uh, thank you, and have many, uh, many good days. Bye.